Welcome to Wild Storytime. We're the podcast that is passionate about nature and loves storytelling. We believe that if you want to protect nature, you have to care about it. And to care about it, you have to know about it. That is why all our stories star characters and settings that exist across the habitats and ecosystems of our great British landscape. This story is called The Snake Who Ate Spiders and is aimed at children aged 7 to 9. sunny spring morning, Sid the grass snake awoke with a grumbling rumble in his very empty stomach. He completely ignored the delightful melody of birdsong and the rich green glow shimmering from the spruce trees. The beauty of his woodland home was no match for his very empty stomach. Sid had a hankering for just one thing, one scrumptious meal that would fill the deep chasm in his hollow belly. Spiders. Sid the snake absolutely adored scuttling, trembling, busy little spiders. Hairy spiders, shiny spiders, spiders on webs, spiders on trees, spiders with tiny heads and spiders the size of big, buzzing bumblebees. He loved them all and couldn't wait to gorge on his favourite meal. Other snakes in the woods thought that Sid was a bit of an oddity and couldn't fathom why he loved to eat spiders so much. His kin were far more fond of small birds and little rodents and maybe the odd beetle, but spiders were seen as a most undesirable meal. Sid, however, cared very little for the opinion of other snakes and instead counted himself lucky that their distaste of spiders meant that they were all the more for him. So with a wide and hopeful smile, Sid slithered excitedly out of his damp, hollow log and began his search for the most delicious prize in Balbear Woods. As Sid snuck sneakily past a small, shallow pond, a familiar voice came rippling across the still morning water. Good morning, Sid. On the hunt for more spiders again, are we? Asked the bulbous tarbuck toad. Oh yes, my slimy friend. Have you seen any big hairy ones for me? Replied Sid, excited by even the sound of the word spiders. There were plenty about as the sun came out. But on hearing that rambling tummy of yours, they scuttled and hid out of the reach of those jaws. Told Tarbuck, his face full of flies. He sat smugly and full. Well, they can't hide forever. I'll find them, somehow. You stick to gobbling flies. I'm leaving you now, replied Sid, irked by the boastful toad's full, settled stomach. Oh, I will. But before you go, there's something you should know, said the toad. I hear the ospreys on the hunt for snakes. Be careful, Sid. It could be you caught in those talons very soon, warned Tarbuck. Sid, 
just stared at the smirking grin of the boastful toad, who was seemingly delighted to be the one to break the news of the osprey. Sid, however, simply didn't believe it. A buzzard, maybe, but a snake-eating osprey? <laughs> he wasn't convinced. I am no wriggling trout from the loch, so I won't concern myself for the threat of a fish-eating bird. You never know, though. He might mistake you for a very large roach and take you for his tea. Oh, I do hope that doesn't happen. I doubt you'd taste very nice. Good day to you, Tarbuck. And with a wry smile, Sid slithered hastily away before Tarbuck could muster a witty reply. Say what you want. At least I'm not a freak of a snake who eats spiders, taunted Tarbuck. But Sid gave no reaction. He'd heard it all before, and such jibes had lost their effect a long time ago. Onward went the snake, sniffing the ground for the sweet scent of a delicious spider. He listened for the delicate tipping and tapping of tiny spindly legs racing across the forest floor. After what seemed like an age, he finally found a clue. His heart began to race as his nostrils detected the faintest whiff of a garden spider, his most favourite treat. Without looking ahead, he followed the sweet aroma across the fallen spruce and towards a patch of thick gorse. Just as the scent got stronger, he was rudely interrupted by a loud cry from the top of the gorse. No! No, you must hide, Sid! You must hide! Have you not heard? The osprey's on the hunt for snakes! Shouted a nervous-looking little chaffinch from atop the tallest bush. Sid looked up, and as soon as he realised who it was, he let out a frustrated sigh. Oh. Chiffin! If I had listened to every one of your warnings, I wouldn't leave my log in the morning. Now please leave me be. I have a scent, and I don't want to lose it because of your wild fantasies of snake-eating ospreys, said Sid, hint of anger now entering his tone. But you must listen to me, Sid. The osprey has been seen in these woods, taking grass snakes and adders, slow worms, newts, anything vaguely reptilian. So quick, hide there at the roots continued Chiffin, a most excitable little chaffinch. "'Go away!' shouted Sid sternly. He held his gaze with Chiffin until the offended little chirper tutted in frustration. "'No wonder you ignore my warnings! What else is there to expect from a strange spider-eating snake?' said Chiffin, before flying angrily away from his gorse-top perch. As Chiffin disappeared into the thick forest canopy, Sid smirked to himself and quickly returned to his search for the sweet sensation of a garden spider. The smell was getting stronger as Sid approached the warren at the western edge of Barblair Woods. There wasn't just one scent, but several, and not just of garden spiders either, but all types of appetising arachnids had left their calling cards along the warren's entrance. Stop right there, snake, came the deep, booming command from within the largest entrance to the warren. Your kind isn't wanted here, and if I were you, I'd be careful near the lake, <laughs> said the voice with a mischievous chuckle. Sid, slightly concerned at first, now rolled his eyes in annoyance as he realised to whom he spoke. Raddock, I have no time for your nonsense this morning. I have food to find, and right now I'm too close to my prize to be distracted stated Sid. And they aren't called lakes, they're locks. Surely you know this by now. Sid again rolled his eyes. 
Sometimes he felt like the only intelligent creature in Valblur. As if I'd trust in the words of a weird creature like you. Even your own kind think you're an oddball. Anyway, whatever their name, I know that it's the big bit of water where the osprey hunts. Although, the word in the woods is he's taken a liking to sly and slithering little reptiles. Raddock paused as he exited the warren entrance to reveal his broad brown rabbit frame. So I'd watch out if I were you, he finished, chuckling again at the snake's potential misfortune. <laughs> yes, well, thankfully, Raddock, you're not me, which is a shame for you and a blessing for me. Now, if you don't mind, I'm busy, so I'll bid you good day. And with his final farewell, he slithered away from the irritating rabbit. At least you'll be famous, shouted Raddock after him. Sid stopped and turned to see Raddock smirking with delight. You'll be the first snake to take flight across the lake. It'll be in the talons of that osprey, mind you, but you'll be remembered forever. <laughs> Raddock couldn't help but laugh at the end of his sentence, clearly enjoying the thought of what might become of Sid. It's called a lock, Sid shouted back angrily. He turned and slithered away as fast as he could. His anger helped him pick up the pace and hone in on the scent of delicious spiders. Suddenly he heard them, and Sid froze. The scuttling sound of a spider dash. Not just one, or two, but several pitter-patters of tiny little legs travelling rapidly across moss and leaves. Heading for safety, no doubt, they knew he was here. Sid calmed his mind and quietly made his way across the quieter moss, ensuring he went unnoticed and hopefully giving the spiders the impression that they were safe and that he had disappeared. After a day full of annoying creatures stopping and stalling his search for his prized prey, he finally laid eyes on his one desire. A huge, juicy garden spider sat calmly upon her web. The calm spring breeze made the web sway gently in the air and Sid knew the sound of the wind would provide him with the perfect cover as he slowly and sneakily crept towards the unsuspecting spider. Sid was close, inches from his first meal of the day. He opened his jaws and got ready to spring his cold body towards the spider, taking her in one swift grab. Sid's excitement peaked. He tensed his tail one last time and counted silently to himself, almost ready to launch his attack. One. Two. Gotcha! shouted the voice from above Sid's head. Before Sid could turn to see who had ruined his silent attack, he felt a stream of panic run wildly through his long, slender frame. He was no longer coiled on the soft moss leading away from the spider's web, but rising at a speed into the air. The forest below became smaller and smaller, and ringing through his ears was the sound of powerful beating wings. I've been after you for some time, Mr Snake. Finally my chicks will get what they want, said the voice of a colossal osprey, carrying a bewildered Sid in his dangerous talons. But, but, I, I, Sid stammered. He tried to make sense of what was happening, but his mind gave in to panic and worry, and suddenly the world went black. Is he alive, Dad? said the tiny voice, with a hint of concern. Oh, I hope so. He's no good to us all dead, came another tinier voice, less concerned, but more annoyed. He's just shocked us all. His suit come round. Look, 
He's opening his eyes just now! Said the osprey. His voice was now etched for all eternity into Sid's mind. Although, as Sid opened his eyes to be met by two osprey chicks and their father, he did think his own eternity would be significantly shorter than he'd hoped. He's alive! Yes! Said the tiny chick. Of course he's alive! You don't think I let you down, did you? Said his father proudly. Please don't eat me. I, I, I'm a scaly, sour reptile. I would taste quite horrid and, and I, I would give your chicks a stomachache, pleaded Sid, who was now a mixture of deathly afraid and raging with anger. Why did he not listen to the other creatures? A question he would regret not answering earlier for the rest of his life, which at this point seemed increasingly likely to be quite short. Sid looked around. He was as high as he'd ever been. The forest beneath him seemed small and insignificant. Surrounding him were old twigs, covered in protruding lichen and stringy moss. He was where every creature in Balbler dreaded being. He was in the osprey nest. Eat you? asked Father Osprey. He looked at his chicks. He looked back at their father with an equally confused expression. After a brief pause, the three birds burst into a cacophony of laughter. <laughs> you, you, you think we wanted to eat you? <laughs> the father Osprey could hardly get his words out as he laughed uncontrollably. Meanwhile, his two chicks were falling over each other in a giggling fit. Osprey's eating snakes! <laughs> oh, Dad, whatever next? chuckled the tiniest chick. Will you be bringing back newts and rats for our tea too? <laughs> Joked the tiny chick. But wait, said Sid. If I'm not to be eaten, then what do you want with me? Asked Sid, unsure if he wanted to know the answer. The ospreys went quiet and father leaned in close to Sid, an inquisitive look in his eye. You are the snake that eats spiders, yes? Asked father. A sudden serious change in his tone. I, I am, yes, yes, that's me, replied Sid, a tremor of fear still wobbling in his tone. Then I have succeeded, shouted father triumphantly, and his chicks cheered cheerfully. Yay! Yay! Hey! Oh, my name is Sid, replied Sid, now feeling a little more confident knowing he probably wouldn't be eaten. And I am Otto! These are my sons, Ollie and Oscar, and we hate spiders, revealed Otto with a gritty expression. Oh, we hate them, agreed Ollie. Horrible little things, exclaimed Oscar. And our nest is crawling with them, so Skid, we need your help, announced Otto seriously. Oh, it's Sid, actually. My name is Sid, corrected Sid. Otto paused and looked at Sid with a worrying mixture of insult and confusion. Sid paused, with a worry, then suddenly found the answer. Yes! Oh yes! Oh yes, of course! He replied, smiling with relief as he suddenly realised what a wonderful arrangement he'd found himself a part of. Otto and his children rejoiced, and straight away Sid was allowed to explore the giant nest. Before long he was gorging on the surprising selection of eight-legged luxuries found scuttling across a place as far from the forest floor as he could imagine. For the remainder of the spring, Otto would collect Sid every day from outside the rabbit warren, 
Quite often the very jealous gaze of Raddock the rabbit would observe a very smug Sid being transported towards the heavens for a free and easy meal. What's more, no creature in the woodland would dare say an ill word to Sid for fear of a backlash by the Osprey family. When it came time for the Ospreys to depart back to Africa, Sid was sorry to see them leave. But by this time he'd eaten enough spiders to see him through the cold winter and before long the warm spring sunshine would return and with it a family of Ospreys and a nest of delicious spiders. The end. Well, we hope you enjoyed the story. Thank you for listening. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter, at Wild Storytime. Look out for more wild stories coming very, very soon. Goodbye.